Welcome to King's River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by local actors. This episode features the mystery short story, Sweet Tea and Deviled Eggs by Sandra Murphy. It's read by local actor Donna Beavers. If you'd like to help support this podcast, listen, we'll have details at the end of the episode on how to become a patron and get some great stuff. The minister was droning on about Ms. Ethel's many virtues and none of her sins. In spite of the 90-degree temperature, he didn't show any sign of letting up. At least he'd known her personally. Not like some ministers who will give a canned eulogy for just anybody. I rubbed the sore spot on my arm and let my mind drift, back to when the dying began. I'd never seen a real live dead body before. Even TV didn't show many bodies in those days. Perry Mason would defend a murderer, and we'd see the corpse shot once or knocked over the head. It was nothing like today's shows, when you get to see the body's insides handed from one person to another as they find the means, motive, and killer in less than an hour. Not all crimes are that easy to figure out. My daddy was the first to die. Not ever, of course, but the first person I knew who up and died before they got really old or sick. They said it was because he drank so much for so long. That night, he drank up all the beer from the fridge, got up off the couch, and headed to the basement for more. In my mind, I see him tripping over his own feet, falling down the steps. Mama found him in the morning. She was sleeping pretty heavy due to the medicine she was taking. Hadn't heard him fall. The doctor, who doubled as the coroner, said it probably wouldn't have made any difference. Daddy'd been too drunk to know he was dying. The funeral was kind of nice overall. We had to go for the plainest casket, but a lot of people showed up. I think some wanted to make sure Daddy was really dead. And some were just being nosy. Most came because of Mama. She looked real pretty in the first new dress she'd had in years. Daddy was tight with money except for buying beer. He told her, You never go anywhere. What do you need with a new dress? And she'd get real quiet. If I said anything to her, she'd just give me a big hug and say, Your daddy has his own demons. Let him be. But she looked real sad to me. Things got better for us after Daddy died. I guess you shouldn't be glad someone's gone, but facts are facts. We were better off. Daddy had insurance from his job, so we had living on money. And most important at the time, we still had health insurance. Mama was happier, but still not well. She went out more that fall, loved seeing the leaves turn all the colors. She came to parent-teacher nights at school, wearing a new dress with her hair all done up nice. Once in a while, some man would ask her out to dinner, but she always said no. 
I've had enough of a man's company. It's time to enjoy my own, she'd say. They'd look puzzled, but learn not to ask twice. Thanksgiving was a big deal that year. She said we had so much to be thankful for. She made a turkey, the cranberries I love, sweet potatoes, and let me eat all the dressing I wanted. <laughs> My stomach hurt all night, but I didn't regret it. Christmas was even better. Mama was able to shop. She spent a lot of time getting just the right thing for each person on her list. The night we wrap presents is clear in my mind. Red and green paper all over the floor. We lost the scissors and tape I don't know how many times. Every package had to have a big bow and a name tag. Our tree was six feet tall and the star almost touched the ceiling. Mama bought little red apple ornaments to hang on it, tied a million red gingham bows, and used white lace hanky she'd bought at the Goodwill as ornaments. We invited everybody over and ate cookies and drank eggnog until we couldn't hold any more. I'm glad we had that time. Because after Christmas, Mama got sicker. And before summer, she died. I was 13 years old and an orphan. Mama wasn't the second dead person I'd seen, though. That was Mr. Don, Miss Ethel's husband. I didn't like Mr. Don. Miss Ethel would wear long sleeves in the summertime or stay in the house for a week at a time. Once in a while, I'd see the bruises, but pretended not to so she wouldn't be embarrassed. Now and again, it would be bad enough we could hear her cries over at our house. Mr. Don died right before Easter. We were having warmer days but cool nights then. Miss Ethel had fixed a whole dozen deviled eggs and a big pitcher of sweet tea and planned to share them with us. Mr. Don didn't approve of sharing. He hit Miss Ethel so hard she had to go to her sister's house and get Maybell to take her to dock to get her arm fixed up. Miss Ethel stayed at Maybell's. Mr. Don just went on to work. When he got home, Mr. Don ate every last one of those deviled eggs. Doc figured they disagreed with him, and he went to bed sick. He must have had chills during the night because they found him under the electric blanket, it turned up on high. He'd been dead for three days, just like Jesus in the Easter story, except Mr. Don didn't rise up again. Miss Ethel didn't seem to mind that Mr. Don had died in the house. She went right back there after the funeral and stayed. She was a big help when Mama got so sick, and when Mama died, Miss Ethel had me move into her house. At first, I thought Mr. Don might come back and haunt me, but after a few months, I was able to sleep through the night again, no more laying awake and waiting. Miss Ethel had asked me once, in a roundabout way, about the night my daddy fell down the basement steps. I understood her to say she thought Mama had pushed him and didn't blame her one bit. I didn't say anything, but I just knew that wasn't true.
It seems like I always knew Mama was sick and wouldn't be with me for all my growing up. And she didn't want to leave me with Daddy, drunk as he was all the time. Sooner or later, he'd lose his job, we'd get kicked out of the rent house, and then where would I be? So, I thought it best to handle things myself. Daddy liked to sit in front of the TV and drink once he got home from work. We had one shelf in the fridge just for beer. We kept more in the basement where it was nice and cool. I made my plans, and I must say, it all went very smoothly. Mama and I had hot chocolate with marshmallows every night before bed. I slipped one of her sleeping pills in her cup, as I did when I thought she looked too tired, and she slept like a baby right through the night. After school, I'd moved most of the beer from the fridge down to the basement. I knew the half dozen I'd left in there wouldn't last long. Sure enough, I heard Daddy go to the kitchen and then start cussing because the shelf was empty. I heard him bump the table and kick a chair as he went to the basement door. The door creaked, so I knew just when he opened it and started down the steps, and I heard him when he fell. He laid at the bottom of the steps and moaned, called out for help, and then cussed because nobody came. I went to the door and looked down at him. Poor Daddy, his demons had gotten him but good. I stepped carefully, bent down, and removed the thin wire I'd stretched over the third step down. Daddy had never even noticed it. Winding it around my fingers into a little ball, I sat on the steps until Daddy got quiet. Then I went to bed. I had a big math test the next day. As I recall, I did real well on it. Of course, if Mama's sickness took her, I'd need a place to live. The obvious choice was Miss Ethel. Except there was Mr. Don. I just couldn't bring myself to live in the same house with him. So, I made another plan. The day Miss Ethel made the deviled eggs, the plan for Mr. Don went just as smooth as the plan for Daddy had. With Miss Ethel out of the house, nobody could blame her for what happened next. After Mr. Don left for work, I went over to their house and let myself in. It didn't take but a few minutes to get the sample pain pills Doc used to give Miss Ethel and smash them up. I took the yolks out of the eggs and mixed the pills in, then refilled the eggs. Mr. Don ate like a pig. He wouldn't notice any funny taste. It didn't take long for the pills to act. He got woozy and headed for bed. He was too dizzy to even get undressed, for which I was very thankful, and fell on the bed, still in his red plaid flannel shirt and brown corduroy pants. I waited a few minutes, and when he didn't move, set the scene. I brought in his glass of sweet tea and pressed it in his hand, let it drop and spill. I put all the little pill packages on the nightstand, 
so it would look like Mr. Don took them himself. And then I covered him with the electric blanket, turned it up on high, and went on home. How did you know Ethel? The voice startled me, and I jumped. Sorry, I didn't mean to sneak up on you. I was just asking, how did you know Ethel? I know her from St. John's Church. I'm Lila, by the way. The minister had finally finished talking, and people were starting to move toward their cars. I live next door to Ethel. She was a very kind woman. Dear, you've got to be so hot in those long sleeves. It must have been over 90 today. Will you be coming back to the church? We're gathering in the basement, sharing a little food, and I hope talking about our memories of Ethel. It isn't far from here. I absently rubbed the sore spot on my arm. No, I don't think I can. I have to get home and fix my husband's supper. He's very particular about it being on time. He'll wonder where I've got to. It would be nice if men ate salad, wouldn't it? But no, <laughs> they are all like my Ed. They want a hot meal, even if it steams up the whole kitchen. What are you going to make, dear? I was just thinking. I think I'll make a big plate of deviled eggs and some sweet tea. He deserves that. This reading of Sweet Tea and Deviled Eggs was produced by Kings River Life and directed by Lori Lewis Ham. Sweet Tea and Deviled Eggs was published by Untreed Reads in the anthology From Hay to Eternity, Ten Devilish Tales of Crime and Deception. Check out Kings River Life Magazine's websites for more mystery, local theater, animal rescue, and so much more, kingsriverlife.com and krlnews.com. Our theme song, The Blues, was written and played by Kevin Memley. Now, if you'd like to help us to be able to continue to bring you more mystery fun, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kingsriverlife. Become a patron and get some great perks. Even a dollar a month can help make a difference. And we also have some cool merchandise available on Redbubble. Check the show notes for the link. We'll be back next time with another mystery. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter to get special interviews with the authors of the podcast stories. And follow us on Twitter to keep up with everything KRL, at Kings River Life. And if you enjoy this episode, please rate or review it, as this helps make us easier for others to find. Until next time, this is your announcer, Jim Tuck, wishing you a life full of mystery. <laughs>